Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, Foodcast 360, where we talk about football and all the stuff related to football. Uh, you know, I'm on a recording screen right now. I, it's been minutes before I recorded the Bundesliga episode. I think all the episodes will be out by tomorrow. If I'm free, I'll be recording the, like editing the episode and uh, releasing it by tomorrow. And, you know, we are, we are here with uh, Chintan and Parmeshwar, you know, these two guys. Uh, they have a love story among them but the only thing that keeps them against is the club's rivalry yeah the seria kicked off this season uh, the new season has started for seria and it's kicked off now the match week one has done and dusted and it's 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 a great start for both the teams you know they both won their first game so we are going to be talking in depth about them so chintan here basically supports milan uh, and parmeshwar here supports inter so i think it's a great idea you know chintan uh, just mentioned me to like uh, address uh, inter milan as inter and ac milan as milan so that would be easier for not to messing up so yeah thanks for the advice chintan and let's start with you as well so chintan i think uh, ac milan won their game yeah milan won their game against uh, sampdoria so your thoughts on the lineup first let's start with lineup hi uh, it's great to be here and uh, it's always fun talking about seria and yeah great uh, start and it's uh, there's a lot of pressure when you play uh, your when your first match of the league uh, of the new season is the last match because you see other teams winning so there's a lot of pressure but yeah great start against sampdoria uh, it's a tricky place uh, it's a, a tricky team but uh, a great result nonetheless and uh, this uh, tough times you know covid times are tough and uh, uh, we had one of our most important players benesar who had been who was tested positive so he was in starting and ibra of course as everyone knows has been injured and our beast from last season kesi has been out too so it was a very scary uh, not scary to be honest but uh, you know you are you have jitters you know the first game of the season your main players are missing but we overcame that and it was a very decent victory uh, though we had to help we held on in the end but again uh, a clean sheet and uh, away our away form since last season has been terrific you know so great great start a decent starting 11 more or less expected i guess uh, but yeah great win yeah uh, so you know it's it's very hard for a team that starts its uh, season opener the first game of their campaign uh, on the away side of the stadium the away side of the match you know uh, it's very hard for the it's for, it's any it's very hard for a team that start starts their campaign with the away game and the uh, milan actually did so well and won their game uh, so brahim diaz here scored that goal uh in the ninth minute itself i think it's it's an early start for the game and you know uh, when yeah. a game starts and uh, a team scores in the first 10 minutes i think uh and and the game ends like uh, the that's the only goal of the match and you know you know the the rest of the match will be uh very boring and that's what happened in this match too so you know uh for me i'm a personal fan of brahim diaz since his days at manchester city um uh yeah he came as a youth at manchester city because you know jadon sancho also came from yeah. manchester city's youth so i've been following brahim diaz too and 
i was very surprised uh, him moving to real madrid you know uh, like dortmund uh, uh, used the chance to buy uh, sancho uh, you know sancho also agreed with us you know because he will be getting more game time but brahim diaz on the other hand he straight away chose real madrid i don't know what's that about you know he's been playing for ac milan uh, you know uh, yeah so i've been talking like brahim diaz content but uh, coming to ac milan i think uh, i'm a huge fan of them uh, not to mention i am also a fan of inter but you know i love ac milan because i play football manager 2021 so the seria teams <laughs> i choose will yeah, be mostly yeah. ac milan and uh, atlanta so so your thoughts uh, your overview of the game chintan Uh, so basically there was a lot of pressure of course the number 10 jersey weighs a lot on any player you know and uh, of course the whole hakan fiasco uh, the whole uh, deal about donna roma and hakan leaving the club on on a free transfer and hakan going to of course uh, inter milan and you know the way he started the game uh, and of course you know there's a lot of pressure he's a brahim diaz is a young kid and he chose to take the number 10 jersey after hakan left hakan has a lot of experience so of course there was a lot of pressure you know so as you said that early goal helps you release that pressure and you know automatically even before coming on the field unfortunately brahim diaz was spoken so much about because hakan did so well for inter milan it is unfair no doubt i think it's a it's history now and i told parmeshwar in the past that you guys are getting a great player in hakan you know his work ethic is amazing and brahim diaz is very different you know he likes the ball on his feet he likes to dribble you know he likes to carry the ball the very different players so that early goal actually uh did uh, wonders for him because after throughout the game especially in the first half he was everywhere you know first half milan were pressing milan were all over the pitch but i guess you know when there's a when you uh, the first game of the season usually the match sharpness is missing so i guess that's the reason why milan faded off a little and uh, uh, because the bench strength is weak because of few injuries so we had to uh, we couldn't make a few subs you know we had to keep the players on but yeah overall giroud looked really good you know in the first half especially you know we needed that target man and minion did amazing you know everyone was eyes were on hakka uh, on uh, brahim diaz and uh, minion because hakan and uh, donnarumma two big uh, inspirational players you know who helped milan reached where we were last season so the eyes were on them and did a great job you know and of course the armband uh, our youth player calabria had the armband you know and he was the one who pressed and created that first goal so you know overall it was a decent display and i sometimes like when a victory is fought hard and not a 3-4 nil victory because at times when the score is 1 nil and you're hanging on uh, the character of the players comes out you know because not all games you're going to dominate you know you are going to have scrappy games and that is what champions do right you know you need to grind out certain results so i guess with that logic great uh, great result for us because uh, as parmeshwar of course knows and any seria fan know that sampdoria are a tricky team you know they they can surprise you so i'm very happy with the result and the fact that seeing pioli uh, play three at the back and his only complaint i think what all uh, milanista had was uh, he needed some tactical changes because if your tactics don't work he looked uh, flat footed you know 
so this really helped uh, us to see that he has an he has worked on this he has another uh another tactic in his head if the game plan if game plan a doesn't work so yeah overall i'm to be very honest i'm more than happy with this one minute result yeah thank you for your valuable thoughts on the game chintan so coming to parmeshwar i think it's the season opener for syria itself inter playing giona if i'm not butchering the name i think uh, i think i yeah i saw the game for like 10 minutes and i closed the game because you know inter dominated so well uh, so let's talk about lineups uh, your thoughts on the lineups uh, parmeshwar yeah yeah so yeah thanks for having me on the show once again uh, it's been quite some time of course and yeah of course as you said seria returned this weekend and it returned with a bang man like you see the weekend had 36 goals in itself so yeah uh, starting with inter's lineup uh, we lined up in a 3511 uh, we usually play a 352 but you know simone inzaghi is known to be a slight tad, tad bit more slightly versatile than antonio conte and because lotharo lotharo martinez was suspended and was injured even alexis was injured you know uh, even martin cetriano one of our younger strikers had just come back from an injury so we had to opt for a 3511 you know we had samir handanovic at goal in goal uh, milan skriniar devray and bastoni comprising the defense and i personally wanted dumfries to start right away at right wing back because i thought you know his direct trends could cause problem but i can understand why inzaghi didn't start him because he's just had like only two training sessions with the group so it would have been sort of risky you know then we had nicolo barella brozovic and hakan you know comprise the midfield and perisic at left wing back uh many fans wanted a uh, federico di marco the youngster uh, for our academy graduate to start at left wing back because he's coming off a very impressive season at hellas verona but again inzaghi wanted to play it safe and you know perisic is an perisic is a veteran so he started and sensi started as a advanced playmaker behind edin jeko so that kind of surprised people because we tried this tactic only in our last friendly match versus dynamo kiev but again you know you can see how simoni inzaghi's versatility paid our uh, dividends because from minute 1 uh, you know inter adopted a high line of sorts and you could see while sensi didn't have the best of games you know his movement was still causing problems you know uh, hakan was dropping deep receiving uh, passes and you know playing first time incisive passes to jeko jeko dropped deeper you know setting up hakan setting up perisic on a lot of occasions so this was a diff, you know this uh, the way we played versus genoa was a way more different game than what we generally you know you could see the pattern of how we played under conte this with conte we would play our play would distribute to wider areas but he, uh, versus genoa we played more central and the link up was amazing to watch you know hakan was on point like his combination play with barella brozovic was on point you know the first goal i don't know since you saw the first 10 minutes you, you must have seen the first goal it was an outswinging corner for skriniar who headed it in and the second goal of course you had jeko because see yes you know people may say jeko is like 35 but he is one of the best seria players like in in the in the seria for like you know multiple years now so his link up play you know his hold up play you know that proved to be vital and then after that you see as the match progressed Genoa didn't really have those many moments where they could have scored although i will still maintain that as the match progressed i think our defending which is known to be very good you know uh, especially under conte should have been better because genoa you know were a depleted team on the day like they didn't have their key players like destro 
you know behrami you know both were basically behrami was suspended and destroys for sale and they still had a few fairly good amount of shots on target and that did sort of worry me like i felt the team was a bit complacent after the two goal lead they could have focused better but it is what it is you know they replied by scoring four goals eventually the third goal was you know scored by vidal who personally i have wanted out this market like i really have you know my thoughts have been that at least terminate his contract and get him out but he actually made a statement before the match that he wants to stay and he's going to perform better this year and you could see the shape he was in after he came off the bench you know fantastic shape like last season he was out of shape in a disastrous condition but he the first game at least he looks to be in a good shape and he got a goal and he got an assist for himself when he uh, put in a cross for Eden Dzeko to head in so yeah i mean inter pretty much you know dominated this match but i would also say that you know why, like because while i'm an optimist i don't want to get carried away with one match you know genoa also had their woes like you know they, as i said they missed key players and also they were a tad bit nervous so uh, but but as i said inter did what they had to you know kept the possession you know uh, looked fairly balanced and uh, didn't look like nervous apart from one occasion and uh very impressed with jeko hakan and uh, vidal especially because all of them got a goal and an assist each and uh, yeah i think these these three were the standouts of the match and many people are rating hakan as the man of the match and i i agree like you know it's hard to pick one because he was fantastic his second goal was fantastic but personally for me it was eden jeko because jeko the overall contribution to the play on the day versus genoa was phenomenal like he linked up very well with almost every player i couldn't find a single mistake from him you know that good that that's how well he played so yeah i mean that, that that's pretty much the match summed up for you balaji because it was i mean again i don't want to sound like overconfident or anything but it was sort of one way traffic as well over in, at the end of the day so yeah good performance and the next game i still expect to be tougher because it is hellas verona regardless of what i think of di francesco as their coach but yeah that was my thoughts on the match yeah i think people has to talk about eden jeko uh, as the replacement for lukaku uh, inter was sneaky yeah. if i am not wrong in this transfer you know lot of people doesn't mm-hmm. know even know that jeko uh, still plays for still doesn't play for roma and he switched to inter i think for me it's a great deal you know uh, he has so much experience is considered to be one of the uh, legends in seria if i am not wrong so it's great mm-hmm. you know inter yeah. did a great Thing, you know, uh, the, the Inter was in a financial trouble, uh, so that's why they sold uh, yeah. Lukaku, and they did their uh, work in replacing him with Eden Dzeko. You know, Eden Dzeko could could supply uh, two years of this great football. And, and and if I if I could just add a bit of context, and yeah. If, I, if you if you don't mind, I'll just add a bit of yeah, context yeah. to what you just said. See, yeah, people on. will say we sold Lukaku and Hakimi, and we had a budget of two hundred million, but the club can't exactly spend even more than 50 million because most of it has to go into repaying transfer debt which is there over the years so the actual budget if you look at inter as per inter sources and what all news you read it's actually as low as 35 million to 40 million that's the budget and jeko is someone who wanted to join inter at least two seasons ago but it never really happened you know conte wanted him as a backup to lukaku never happened because you know roma was reluctant and everything but eventually when we've got, gone out and got him and it's a great deal as you said because it's on a free you know we only pay roma if we qualify for i mean 
qualify for the Champions League, which we'll see if it happens or not. But yeah, like it's a one million fee and it's a two-year deal, so I'm like fairly okay with it. And you know, as you said, Jacko is an experienced campaigner, and he, by by any means, he isn't like finished or anything. Like, yes, age is catching up to him of sorts, but you know, he can still put in a good shift or two. And people will say he didn't do well last season because last season, you know, he had a fallout with Roma's head coach Paolo Fonseca. He was stripped of the captaincy, so those factors played, and and Roma were a disaster last season overall. So you know, that's why he didn't have a good season. And but let me just uh, add one last one. You know, Jacko is the exact sort of Lukaku backup, like not trade, so he's exact. But you can see the hold-up play and everything. But Inter are still looking to sign one more striker, so that's not it. You know, by getting Jacko on free and Dumfries for 12 million, the rest of the, like there's still at least around 25, 30 million in in the budget left. You know, to spend for another striker, and they're trying to get Joaquin uh, Joaquin Correa from Lazio. So you know. By getting Jeko, we are trying to add more options to our attack. So, you know, if we get Korea and Jeko and Lotharo, that would overall complete the attack very well. Yeah, I think I I read the I read the news report that uh, Korea is also very keen on the move. He wants to move to yeah, Inter. Yeah, yeah, the, it's great. You know, a yeah. player you are targeting is in, interested in your interested in joining your club, and that's half done. The deal is half done. And, so go on parmeshwar yeah so do you want me to talk about korea yeah yeah so i just as you were explaining balaji i just read a news by gazeta dello sport that now because the deal was a tad bit locked for a few days like uh, the because lotito lazio's uh, president owner if you will wanted 35 million and we weren't ready to go more than 30 million right now apparently the news is that that they're ready to negotiate for 31 million so i think it'll be done and if korea doesn't come for some reason we are trying to get belotti so but personally i prefer walking oh, korea because you know i think chintan must have watched him on plenty over plenty of occasions like he is really good like making at making those direct runs you know he's lot of pace on him as well very technical players so i think and simone inzaghi you know balaji has worked with him for years he's a practically shaped korea into the player he is so you know while we when when conte was there we gave him the players he wanted like lukaku like barella so it's only fair that we go out and give inzaghi one player of his choice at least you know that one player he badly wants and i really hope it's korea like you know we were linked with marcus thuram as well and i really wanted marcus thuram because watched him a lot but then he got injured the other day over the weekend he's going to be out for two months so we can't sign him anymore at least for now so it has to be korea like i believe that if the coach is asking for one player of his choice that badly you have to go out and give it to him like he's been patient all market you know he's let lukaku go he's let hakimi go so it's only fair that we go out and give korea to him and yeah let's see let's see if it happens or not it's going to probably be the last signing for us in the market yeah uh, i was about to ask parmeshwar about the transfer news but he just Uh, yeah, it's great, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, this... you know. Uh, just, just, it, it's nothing. It's only Oakwin Korea, or it's going to be Andrea Bellotti if Lotito doesn't decide to sell Korea for some reason. It's going to be Bellotti because apparently we have agreed personal terms with him too already as a backup, you know, in case Korea does deal doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, just to cap off, you know, as you said, Korea wants to badly join us. You know, I don't know if you've seen those pictures on the internet. Like a deck, he's actually a proper interista. Like I'm not making this up. Like. There's, uh, if you see, there's a decade ago picture of him actually visiting San Siro, watching matches, and actually, uh, you know, getting pictures with Zanetti and stuff. So that's a plus point, anyways. Like you, you need if if a player is really willing to join you, and you know, Chintan will agree with me that he is a good player. He may not 
be the most uh, let's say uh how would i say like he may not be like world class or great that way but you know he can make a difference to a team so you know why not if it's not going to be marcus thuram i'm all in for walking korea uh, uh yeah so the final question parmeshwar i think for me it's it's yeah. a personal opinion uh inter uh, looking yes, at their no, transfer sure. targets like uh, i am fe- i am kind of feeling like inter is looking like bayern you know bayern buys the best players in their league and <laughs> inter is doing their same just uh, only for their striker position you know andre belotti is also a great player uh, torino he he's also a striker you yeah. know korea is also a striker for lazio yeah uh, yeah inter has inter has also been linked with uh, duan zapata if i am not wrong but it uh, the deal uh, fell away so your thoughts it's it's my personal question you know uh, i'm feeling like inter is looking like the next bayern for syria No, see, I mean, Bayern, I mean, to be the next, to call us the next Bayern, if you're only referring in terms of transfers, I would still sort of say no, because, you know, I mean, see, Bayern overall are a very efficient club, a very sustainable club in how they run, you know, they, I mean, technically, if you see the model, they also believe in cost cutting and so do we, but uh, this is, in our case, it's the circumstances leading us to do so, because we had to sell two of our key players not that bayern had to right had to sell any main player so per se that way so you know it's a more of a circumstantial thing wherein we have to go out we had to go out and take hakan because we saw the void there with ac milan's whole the renewal saga and everything you know then we we know that korea after inzaghi left he he really wanted to leave lazio because he thought you know he he wasn't sure until up until sari was hired who was who the coach was going to be and even after sari was appointed you know sari said the other day he doesn't seem interested in the lazio project anymore so it's not that you know we are actually trying to disrupt the morale of any player per se it's just that we are looking for opportunities out there and i mean you can't really call us bayern because to be bayern you need to be that successful and consistent in doing what they do and we aren't that like this is the first time we have actually achieved that kind of success and to ensure it is not easy in my opinion because you always have juventus in the background you always have you have like now ac milan you know making smart signings trying to get there you know and i am sure they'll be much better off this season and for seasons to come and then you know they, we are definitely going to get more competition balaji so i don't think we'll be you know dominating the league like bayern or anything but yeah i mean and and i don't really i mean it's it's always good to have competition in the league anyways so Yeah, I I don't think it's somewhat similar to Bayern. We are just doing what we had to. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for answering my personal question. So guys, don't get wrong about me no issues, comparing Inter and Bayern. It's no, just no, a no, personal thought. No, no, not at all. I I get. Yeah, I get the I get the idea behind it. No issues at all. Yeah. So coming to Chintan. So Milan basically done a great job in terms of transfers. You know, like I talked about. Uh, we talked about this in the last episode and so chintan so the transfer window is almost over it's a, it's a week left and you know uh, i think the same amount of players have been linked with you know florenzi uh, no yeah the same thing like zeko no one noticed that florenzi joined ac milan on a loan uh, it's a great deal you know uh, he could be a great cover for calabria so chintan uh, is there any players linked up with your club right now uh that's the that's the best part about milan right now you know like 
as uh, parmeshwar would know half the world is linked with us but uh, and you know everywhere i read uh, the personal terms are agreed and this and that and of course the new name uh, which is of course a bit laughable right now is bernardo silva is linked with milan on a loan move but uh, to be very honest it is uh, it looks highly impossible not that the project won't be tempting for him but i don't think we can afford his salary yeah, even actually, if yeah. um, even talking, if yeah talking about even if, they, if even if they pay half the salary huh. yeah. yeah go on yeah go what on, were you yeah. saying yeah go on go on i'll, I'll talk later i'm saying even if, even if they even if they pay half the salary like you know him taking a salary of around 3 4 million i i don't see a player uh, can you in a, in a modern world you can say a lower salary means downgrading he would uh, be brilliant for us and he would be it would be a great exposure for him milan is historically a big club but you know how the current scenario works so i don't see that happening but yeah and uh, we just i just read somewhere uh, fabrizio romano just said that vlasic is almost linked to west ham it's almost done and he uh, csk were asking for 30 million and of course i'm pretty sure milan can't splash 30 million uh, out of the pocket so we are linked with a hell lot of players hames uh, rodriguez is someone we are linked with he's uh, out of favor at everton right now uh, with uh, you know benitez and his uh, issue from 2015 so uh i think florenzi is a deal more or less uh, for a he has played as a right winger for roma too you know he does push up front but of course that is not our solution and i think i spoke about it in the previous podcast since last season i think milan's biggest gaping hole has been the right winger our contribution has been less than the three teams which were relegated from serie a every single right winger from those three teams contributed to more goals than what Milan's right winger did you know that just shows how badly we are affected on the right winger position but somehow we can't uh, seal that position and with Hakan leaving which was not expected mid season last year now we have to fill in a hole as a cam and a right winger so now we are looking for a player which can play both roles uh uh you know so uh, this is player called Jesus Corona from uh, Porto he's i'm sure you guys must have heard of him now we are linked with him and uh, uh, parmeshwar will know that crotone's junior messias is linked with us he's 30 he's a brazilian but you know as we spoke at the start when you come to the last day of the transfer market or towards the end of the transfer market you have certain backups ready and those are just going to be hasty buys if our main targets don't work Uh, we just bought uh, pietro pellegrini and uh, parmeshwar will know he was a sensation at genoa uh, debuted at 16 has been has been as his career has almost been nothing because of his injuries he's almost missed two whole seasons since then because of injuries and we just bought him as our third striker so uh, we were always linked with a a, a striker a young striker and uh, Uh, he we just bought him right now him and florenzi are done now uh, bakayoko is someone who loved his time at milan and has always publicly said how much he loved his time at milan and uh, so i i'm guessing we'll we'll get someone for sure our transfer market is not over but see balaji the thing with milan is if there are 10 players linked with us we might just get some 11th player because uh, moldini works with closed doors and you don't know what happens but i guess another midfielder should be coming we will get another striker uh, sorry another attacking midfielder stroke right winger for sure because those are the two areas which we need backup because with the 
uh, African Cup of Nations coming in January. Benesar and Kessie both will leave. And if that happens, Milan will be bare naked. You know, our midfield will be like completely open. And Kessie missed two games last season and we suffered in both those games. Uh, but, and he didn't play uh, yesterday too, last night too. And uh, Milan was struggling a bit to cover up those grounds and all. So, yeah, we will buy someone for sure. And I'm pretty sure Bakayoko will be a done deal. But uh, I feel another attacking midfielder, stroke right winger will be coming. Uh, I'll be happy, to be very honest, Balaji, I'll be happy with anyone who comes in that position, be it Jesus Corona or be it, uh, you know, the, jun the junior Messias guy. Anyone will be better than what we have right now because we don't have anyone in that position. But again, uh, you know, we are in a condition that we need to sell a few players. We are looking to sell Samu Castillo and Conti. Uh, so, till we don't sell them, I don't think we can buy anyone else. This is how, unfortunately, not just Milan, but entire Serie A is struggling. You know, as Parmeshwar said, uh, everyone thought, oh, Lukaku is gone for 100, 100 plus million. They have that budget. But the, the, the internal workings of the club is quite messed up in Serie A right now. You know, the clubs are in mess massive debts because of no ticket sales last season. You know, that affected us more than any uh, league, actually. So, yeah, the thing is we have to be competitive and uh, we finished second last season. It's our obligation to fight for the title, even with the name coming in and Milan are back in the Champions League, you know. And it is generally good for football, I feel, if both the Milan Giants are back in the Champions League and fight for the title because these are household names, you know, like I'm pretty sure as you said, you know, everyone knows AC Milan and everyone knows Inter Milan, you know, there's some great legends played for them. So I just hope we get someone and are competitive because it's hard catching up with Inter, you know, that one more, we were tied with 18 league titles and now they've gone that one ahead, which is, you know, which is stuck in my head right now. So they might reach 20 this season too, uh, but you never know. Yeah, so, yes, Chintan, uh, it's great, you know, uh, Pietro Pellegrini is coming from AS Monaco uh, on a loan deal with a permanent option, if I'm not wrong. That's what Fabrizio Romano told. And, you know, Bakayoko has also agreed a loan deal to join uh, AC Milan. He could be a great cover for uh, Frank Kessie, if I'm not wrong. So, guys, uh, that's all we are, we are going to be talking about on this episode, I think. We'll do a separate episode talking about... We have a lot to talk about on Syria, you know, uh, with Parmeshwar and Chintan. We could talk uh, the whole night, the whole morning, uh, the whole week about Syria. So, yeah, that's that's all for today's episode, can guys. I, can I just say one more thing, you know? Can I, yeah. Can I say one more thing, you know? For me, I had said last time in your show that Inter were favourites as long as Lukaku is still there. But uh, with the buys, and I, I'm, I, I've always been a huge fan of Jekko, even when he was at Wolfsburg, an outstanding striker, and his record at Man City was also amazing. So not just Roma, and everyone saw in EPL how he played against Chelsea. And if they get Korea especially, you know, and he, he uh, you know, permission has been saying, I'm a huge fan of Korea. I think he's skillful. He's, you know, he's one of those players, you know, who can just go under the radar if he's in a team. And he has hurt Milan the most since the past three, four seasons. So, and it's, that means, of course, it's always, it, it is meant to be, I get the minute, the, the amount is hurt Milan with Lazio. It's only given that he will go to Inter, I'm guessing. But I still feel if they get him and if they get, uh, or Bellotti. Uh, so if they get one of both of one of them, of course, if they get them, I think 
eventually it'll be a good thing that uh, they let lukaku go because mm. it, they just look very strong right now so i feel i'm still staying strong that i still feel inter are clear favorites and uh, yeah. I'll, i'll just cap off my on my end balaji just to add like yeah. shortly yeah yeah okay like, sure uh, yeah. i mean i see of course uh, you know we added now we looking to add players and definitely that softens the blow a bit but like i also feel the other teams are like not like as as you mentioned chintan already like you know milan are not stopping and they will look to add someone you know uh, jesus corona as you said is an um, like he's actually a really good player and he can solve your right wing problems right away and he's a very versatile player and i also feel to add to the florenzi thing you know milan are adding the right kind of depth you know calabria is the starter but florenzi may not be the prime florenzi anymore but that's just the right kind of player you needed at right back to add depth so i think uh i actually feel it's going to be tighter balaji than usual because you know every team is looking to solve their problems by this point you know yes you could say juventus could have done more apart from locatelli itself but they don't have the money chintan said it seria clubs are struggling roma are still working to add someone you so you must have seen the news they they were linked with zakaria but not anymore but you know mourinho is really trying you know but he went out and he got tammy abraham up for for the striker rolia shamurad you know so And my point being that they are really trying hard to add. You know, Fiorentina added Torreira. Now he's on his way to uh, Florence, as we, uh, you know, must have landed and everything. So teams are the league is really getting competitive. Balaji and you know expect anything in terms of, uh, in in terms of the title race to the European spots. Man, yeah, it's going to be an exciting season. Yeah. So with Parmesan's thought, we are going to be ending this episode. We'll be have a new. We'll be having a new episode next week. Uh. or tomorrow itself uh, according to their availability and we'll be talking about syria in depth so thank you guys for hearing and let's meet soon in our next episode